<laughs> Hello, library patrons. Mike Bradley here from the North Riverside Library. On this week's special Halloween episode of the Tech Scream podcast, we're bringing the Wikipedia Club back from the dead to discuss some seriously spooky articles. And we're going to delve into our favorite conspiracy theories. Join us if you dare. And don't forget to fiend us on Facebook. <laughs> you guys ready to cast this pod? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've been looking forward to the Halloween Tactacular for a long time, especially been looking forward to reconvening the Wikipedia Club, one of our favorite segments from back in the day. Uh, for folks uh, that are unfamiliar with the Wikipedia Club, this is something that, that we started because, um, well, I guess I, I won't say that we're all not book people because some of us are book people, but I'm not a big book guy. I'm more of a big Wikipedia guy. I don't so much read books as I read summaries of books on Wikipedia and uh, other interesting articles. It is, after all, the world's greatest website, in my opinion. Uh, you guys, you enjoy a little of the Wikipedia, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I dabble. Yeah, who doesn't love the <laughs> Wikipedia? Well, it's so good. It's, it's, so, it's so pure. I know that uh, uh, we complain a lot about what the Internet has become on this show. Um, hand up, I'm guilty of that. But it's really, it's really great in the way that, like, the Wikipedia that I get is the same Wikipedia that you get, and it's the same one that anyone gets all around the world. You know, there's no, there's no optimized algorithmic feed promoting uh, articles and opinions. It's just, it's got the info. You search for it. Everyone gets the same thing, and there's no ads on it. Totally free. It's kind of, kind of amazing, really what the internet should be if you ask me that's right sarah uh <laughs> so the wikipedia club it's kind of like a book club but for wikipedia articles uh and since we're coming up on the halloween season we thought it'd be fun to get into some really creepy scary or otherwise spooky wikipedia articles and we'll discuss them as you would in a book club uh so i think we have um we have some good ones today. How about you, Marla? How about you go first? Well, my Wikipedia article is the death of Eliza Lamb. She was a 21-year-old Canadian student, and she loved to travel, and she was traveling to Los Angeles. Um, so she's 21. She's in L.A. She's traveling um, she talks to her parents every day, tells them what's going on, what she's experiencing on her travels. And then on February 1st, when she's supposed to check out from the hotel in L.A., her parents don't hear from her. So they contact the hotel, of course. You know, she never checked out. She's not in her room. She disappeared. They don't know what happened to her. So LAPD gets involved and they start asking around the hotel. People say they saw her. She was alone. She was in good spirits. You know, just that she was she's a happy 21 year old who was traveling. I guess she talked to a bookstore owner in L.A. Um, and she was getting stuff as souvenirs for her friends and family. And she was just kind of worried about how she was going to carry the stuff on her travels. So her, you know, her parents are pushing to find her. And it comes out that she is bipolar um, and that she really needs her medication. So the fact that her medication is still in her room and all of her suitcases, like everything is still there, like her purse, her phone, her medication, everything. Um, but not her. So LHPD starts pushing it around and it gets a lot of attention. 
so people are trying really hard to find her and eventually they get the hotel footage now why they didn't get this footage sooner i don't know but they finally got the footage and uh i actually posted the link if you guys want to watch it it's in the rundown and it's some elevator footage it's her in an elevator and the timestamp is blurred out now lapd says that they got the footage like that with the timestamp blurred but all they can think is that this is the last video of her and it's you can see the elevator and you can see the hallway outside of the elevator and you see her get in and she's acting very strange we don't know what time it is um but it doesn't look like there's anybody else around so we're thinking maybe it's nighttime um she's pushing a bunch of buttons on the elevator and the door is not closing and she keeps peeking out she's peeking out the elevator she's running back inside the elevator she goes outside of the elevator and she's actually standing out in the hall for a little bit and the door is not closing this whole time and then eventually she's doing something with her hands. She's got her hands over her ears. She comes back in the elevator and that's it. It's a four minute video of her just having some weird stuff going on in, in and out of this elevator. And that's all they have. So they release the video. They're still pushing really hard to find Eliza and they got nothing. They got nothing to go on. So finally, about two weeks later, some of the hotel guests are complaining about low water pressure, that their water is colored black, that it has an unusual taste. And they end up finding Eliza in the water tank on top of the hotel roof. So the door is locked. The water tank is locked. The roof is locked. There is absolutely no way this girl could have gotten up on the roof. The only people who had access to it were staff, but we have absolutely no footage of her ever being with anybody in the hotel. So Eliza Lamb, we kind of just don't know whatever happened to her. It's just a really weird thing. She was on no drugs. There was nothing in her system, the toxicology report, except for some ibuprofen and some allergy medication, um, but no recreational drugs. So that's really all there is on that. And that kind of makes you rethink traveling by yourself. Oh, for sure. That was terrifying. It is. So I ended up um, going down the wiki rabbit hole which is what Mike calls it, um, and some other articles that I absolutely had to click on in here. At the bottom were um, list of unusual deaths. And it brings you all the way back to like 620 BC. <laughs> and you can just read through. It's just a list of so many strange deaths. Like people just like, falling out of bed and dying like people um this guy was beaten to death with a bible during a healing ceremony just so many weird things that have gone on and you're kind of just like what the heck oh yeah those wikipedia uh just lists of things those massive uh, collections of stuff like that is that's i mean that's that's both what's great about it and what's terrible about it because you will get caught in that rabbit hole uh, all night long sometimes yeah um, there's famous ones on here so some you'll recognize some you're just going to be like oh my god that was um definitely a spooky article that was also just a great description you provided there milo that felt like listening to like a, a episode of cereal or something <laughs> we need to put some <laughs> like uh some ominous piano music over that oh um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have a few uh, a, f a few things uh, to say about this. Uh, number one, you're right. That video was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that video, and it was creepy. And I don't know if it's so much that the particular video was creepy or if it's just that all security camera footage is creepy 
<laughs> why is that the case? You show me any feed from a security camera, and I think that like the worst thing is about to happen. I have another question regarding that, though. Like, why is it 2020 and all security cameras still are running like 460p? <laughs> right? Can we get an HD security camera, or is that not possible? Like, even at banks, too, they're like, if you recognize this person and their face is pixelated, <laughs> it's a bank. Like, get some footage. Also, this hotel where this happened, how is it still there? <laughs> like, how is this thing still operational? Because the article points out uh, that not just this death, but other deaths and a lot of pretty bad stuff happened at this hotel, yet it remains open. I don't get that. It should have been closed. The first, first sign that you should close your hotel, if it's literally located in a place called Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> like, this might be uh, one of those things I call a Laffy Taffy, but I didn't realize that there were actual places that were actually called Skid Row. I thought that was just like an expression that we use. Um, yeah. But they're like, no, this hotel is located in Los Angeles' Skid Row. I'm like... That's for real? That wasn't just like the name of like a hair metal band? No. Also, I'm just this is a ta- another tangent here, but why haven't we come up with something better than water towers and water tanks? <laughs> like one of the one of the more gross things in that article was about how, you know, obviously the water that was coming from those tanks, well, that's that's not good water. That's some bad water there. <laughs> Why don't we have something better? I remember, I think it was in like, I don't know, eighth grade science class or whatever, when they covered how water towers work and how basically water gets to your your faucet by it being put in these towers and put up in the air so that the gravity will make the pressure. And I'm like, really? That's what we got? 2020? We're still just like, eh, put the water up high and it'll come down. Like, can we not have some better technology than this? That's neither here nor there, but I had to get that out. Yeah, I agree. I think that we should have something better by now. But I just said, uh, I can't believe, like, being one of those guests at the hotel and being like, oh, hey, like, my water tastes funny. And finding out what it is. But it doesn't seem like any of the guests um, suck damages for that. Like, I feel like maybe I'm just so happy, but, like, I would have sued them if I was a guest in the hotel. That's definite definite grounds for a suit right there. (laughs) Well, if anything, after that happens to you, you're never drinking from the tap again. It's bottled water from here on out for you. Oh, yeah. Total trauma after that. Oh, that was a rough one, Marlon. I didn't realize how bad that was until I actually, like, got to the end of it. And then I was like, wow, that was kind of brutal. <laughs> well, we're I gonna was going to talk the, about uh, serial killers, so I well, went with this. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, you decided to go easy on us, I guess. <laughs> we'll put the links to all of these articles in the show notes, so be sure you uh, check that out. I think uh, I should probably, I'll go, how about I'll go next here and Sarah, you can go after me. Is that cool? Sure. All right. So my spooky Wikipedia article is about the Bogle Chandler case, uh, which is uh, another mysterious death, unfortunately. Um, This happened in Australia, uh, Sydney, Australia in 1963. And the name Bogle and Chandler, these are the people who, unfortunately died. Um, uh, there was a Mr. Gilbert, Gilbert Bogle and Margaret Chandler, who were um, affiliated with uh, the University of Sydney. Uh, we don't need to get into the uh, more scandalous details of uh, their situation, but basically these two were having an affair, and they, they went off to a, uh, a lover's lane type uh, location located uh, next to a riverbank um, in Sydney, Australia. And then, well, they never came back. They just found their bodies later. And there were no apparent signs of foul play. They were just found 
debt. And eventually, eventually it was, it discovered that most likely what killed them was a release of this poisonous gas from the river called hydrogen sulfide, which builds up like uh, in the sediment of the river and it can suddenly release all at once. It's the kind of thing that will kill off a bunch of fish at the same time. We all see that kind of thing happening. And it comes from pollution, obviously. There was a, like a factory nearby that was pumping this stuff into the, the river. And so the theory is that there was a sudden release of this gas from the river. And because of the way that it works, uh, if it's strong enough, they wouldn't have even noticed that there was a bad smell or anything. It would just it would just happen quickly. It sort of paralyzes the 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 sense of smell. And before you know it, like you get cardiac arrest and so forth. This is, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it's obviously like a, a sad thing. But the reason I picked this is so I have like a I think I have sort of an unreasonable fear or maybe it's a reasonable fear of um, of like the thing that that would kill me being some kind of environmental thing that I am totally unaware of and have no control over. Like I'm pretty much like a worrisome person anyway. <laughs> and I take great pains to like uh, not, not get into situations where something bad can happen. So the idea that, that something like this could, could happen to you without you having any knowledge of, of even there being a problem, um, it's just particularly, it's scary to me. Like I spend a lot of time worrying about like asbestos, <laughs> you know, like, like, oh my God, uh, I think they removed asbestos in the junior high that I went to. Who knows if they did it right? What if, what if that gets me, you know, 20 years from now? I just, those kind of things scare me. And so this is like a really dramatic instance of that kind of thing where like just something in the air could just kill somebody you know, instantly like this. I also find this sort of, the notion that I think makes this scary for, for the average person, I think, is like I mentioned that these folks were engaged in like an affair. So it's kind of a scandalous activity. And I think there's always a fear like uh, that when you're doing something that like you're not supposed to be doing, that what if you died <laughs> while doing that thing? And that was, and you got caught. Everybody saw, everybody saw it. Like, I mean, I know it sounds, I'm not trying to make light of it, but these folks here, I mean, not only did they die, they were literally caught with their pants down. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, that's just the worst thing is that somebody <laughs> would catch you, right? Um, they, would, they literally were. <laughs> like, uh, and apparently someone even, the person who found the bodies covered them up. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and I guess that was, they were trying to do like a good deed. They, they covered them up so they wouldn't be exposed there. But like, isn't that like your worst fear is that like when you when you're out there doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing that? Oh, what if what if you died and this is how your parents found out about this? Like, so just the worst possible result for these two. Um, so ew, just you know, it gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. This this case, and much like your article, Marla, there's a there's a link when you want to go down the rabbit hole. There's a there's a link towards the end that's um, just another Wikipedia list. This one is the list of unsolved deaths, and that could keep you busy for a while. There's a lot of a lot of cases, famous and not so famous, in there. Um, Eliza Lamb is on here. Yeah. Yep. Look at so, that! Isn't that? Uh, weren't we talking about the? Oh my God! One day at the desk at the library, we were talking about um, the six degrees of separation, but with Wikipedia where you try to get from one article to another just by clicking hyperlinks in the articles. Yeah. You guys told me that going on right now. <laughs> we did. We yes, accidentally we proved it again and didn't even have to go more than like one link. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's why this one gets to me. That's just like, that's just gotta be like your worst fear there. And, uh, and another reason why you shouldn't pollute the uh, rivers and streams. Absolutely. I have a similar fear to you, Mike. I uh, I get really creeped out when I'm, I like to hike and I like to walk through the woods a lot. Um, not at nighttime because that would be really creepy. But um, even during the daytime, I just have this weird thing with like trees that look like they're dying and going to fall down soon. 
And I'm like, oh, I got to stay away from that tree because, like, how terrible would that be to just, like, die by tree falling? <laughs> the silence there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does beg the question that, you know, if, if a tree falls on Marla in the forest but no one's around, did it really happen? Thanks. <laughs> 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 worst joke in the history of this podcast <laughs> speaking of fears uh while while walking through the woods i have a i was just taking a walk earlier today actually in the forest preserve and i have this like maybe not irrational but just like debilitating fear of getting lyme disease so i was wearing the most ridiculous socks because I swear if a tick bites me and I get Lyme disease, it's a wrap for me. I'm not going to live through it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for that. To say nothing of whatever other effects that Lyme disease might cause. You know about that thing where, like, uh, if you get bitten by a certain kind of tick, like, it makes you where you can't eat meat anymore? Do, have you seen that thing? No, I haven't. There's, there's like a... There's a thing like that, um, and I mean, I guess I guess you just have to embrace being a vegetarian at that point. But there, but there's like a there's a certain tick that can bite you, and it makes you like allergic to meat, basically. <laughs> I also Weird. have a fear of mad cow disease. Oh, remember that one? Yeah. That was a rough, now I freak out about scared. ground beef. That's another thing where it's like. It's like the 2000s, people. You couldn't come up with a better, less medieval-sounding name for your disease than mad cow disease. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shall we move on? We need sound effects on this podcast. This is just like a creepy episode so I keep finding myself like getting lost in my my anxious thoughts of like yeah did I did that ground beef I ate yesterday was it cooked all the way (laughs) (laughs) like you don't even know you have mad cow for like years oh that's so terrifying it is (laughs) this would be a good time to remind everyone that uh that Lizzie got attacked by a bat that one time so oh my god I was about to mention she really (laughs) Well, so I think the story is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, but I think the story is she didn't get attacked by a bat, but, like, a bat flew really close to Lizzie and might have sort of touched her hair or something. And she's been involved basically for, like, two years now in a in being scared about whether or not she's going to get rabies someday because she oh, had this close encounter with a bat. And, uh, yeah, it, it became a whole thing. Um. It sounds like Lizzie. <laughs> it, it would if it happened to anybody it would happen to lizzie wouldn't it yeah. i'm thinking of her mouse story now from like three weeks ago i still haven't heard that whole thing but i don't really want to because i feel I like uh it, you don't want to no no um, it's, it's terrible some, some tales are better left untold <laughs> all right well i guess i'm up now yeah all right, I call this entry into the Wikipedia uh, club, Nothing Good Happens in New Jersey. <laughs> now, my article is a very short article that on the surface doesn't seem very scary. It's just a standard article about the Trenton Psychiatric Hospital in Trenton, New Jersey, founded um, in 1848. So it's a very old mental hospital. But as we all know, there's nothing scarier than old mental hospitals, especially during a time where people really didn't understand mental illness and used um, the mentally ill as fodder for psychotic experiments. Enter Dr. Henry Cotton, who in 1907 became the medical director of this hospital. Now, um, what I should have done is linked that particular article because that's the first one I clicked on. Dr. Dr. Henry Cotton has shown up in a lot of TV shows that I've seen, including um, Boardwalk Empire and a show called The Dollop and The Nick from 2014. 
because he is a notorious figure who basically believed that mental illness was um, a result of infections in the body. So basically took the mentally ill and like cut off their limbs, took out their teeth, did all this like horrible, disgusting things to them. So if you read further into uh, Henry Cotton's Wikipedia entry, you'll get a great idea of uh, all the terrible things he did to people to quote unquote cure them of their mental illness, um, including removing tonsils and sinuses to removing testicles, ovaries, gallbladders, whole stomachs, spleens, just like planning out his psychotic body horror, morbid, evil experiments on the poor, mentally ill, and the vulnerable. Which, if you ask me, as someone who has struggled with mental illness in the past, is the most terrifying thing you can think of. Another great, great uh, article at the end of this, another link to click on, is the Wikipedia entry on unethical human experiments, which goes on for several pages and has some of the other like scariest crap I've ever read on Wikipedia, um, including, but not limited to, uh, stuff from the early 19th century where uh, a, a physician working for in a hospital for lepers decided to cure leprosy with syphilis. I don't understand how that works, but there you go. Uh, two iodine experiments where iodine was fed to newborn babies, basically killing them from the inside out. Horrible stuff, just horrible stuff. I encourage anyone with any morbid curiosity to read this particular article as well. Nothing good happens yeah, in good. Nothing good happens in New Jersey. I think you're about nothing to say. Good happens uh, in New Jersey. And uh, nothing good happened in these places. You're you're right about this. Is like the whole history of these insane asylums is just so awful. Uh, even even here, like one of the previous names when they would just when they just straight up would call it a lunatic asylum when that was yeah. like a name that we would use. I mean, it's yeah, it's just it's it's terrible. The more you read about it, the more terrible it is. All of the things that they would test out on these people without having really any idea what they were doing. Um, the uh, the whole history of like the lobotomy and how like horrifying that is. Yeah. And. Uh, it's just, it's, it's just terrible. And then, and then when you get to like the end of it, you think, oh, well, it's great that they don't use these places anymore and that all of these things got shut down. But it's like the alternative was basically just to do nothing. <laughs> you know, when you get up to like the, the 1980s, it's like even worse where they were like, well, you know what, let's just, um, just release everyone who has these problems and just just trust that they'll just take the medication at home and it's going to be our, it's like now we just don't really even treat uh, mental. We, we just, just, I have to say it. This is just, it's a bad job by the United States on mental illness, just from, from, from the beginning till now, just a terrible job uh, in this area. Here, here, Mike, here, here, a terrible job, especially since, uh, if you think about people who suffer with uh, mental illnesses to the degree where they have to be hospitalized, it's usually our most vulnerable um, young people, women, people of color disproportionately. Uh, it's not a good scene, man. Just homeless people, people without health insurance. And then the hospital, they treat them and they kick them out and they send them right back to where they were, knowing that they're going to see them in another month or two for the same thing exactly yeah it's just oh it's it's all so creepy but in a different way than what you guys are talking about but still creepy fear your doctors (laughs) or not or not not in the time of covid cut that out mike (laughs) cut that out um i think it's funny that um i'm already going down the rabbit hole with this article sarah so one of his patients was John Forbes Nash, who is the mathematician that A Beautiful Mind was based off of, if you guys have ever seen that movie. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was like a um like a paranoid schizophrenic. Turns out he was a patient at this hospital, but he got lucky and like didn't have any lobotomies or anything. So yeah, didn't get his spleen removed. Yeah, at least I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Whoops. Can you oh, guys hear the Sarah. <laughs> Sorry. She's the only one with an Apple phone. Classic, me for- classic ringtone. This this podcast is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we went on a haunted bus tour of Chicago on Saturday night, and uh, weird stuff has been happening ever since. Uh oh. Yeah, I know. I literally need to go get some sage, and it's yeah. it's really weird, like, weird stuff, and I'm not really normally into that, but, like, just, like, doors slamming, and, like, it's probably just that, like, my windows are open, and it's breezy, but, like, it's just, it happens out of nowhere, and it just scares you, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, this is probably as good a time as any to do a little Makerspace Minute. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, well, thank you for not using the, uh, the AKA on that segment. (laughs) Um, so the makerspace this week, I've been doing, like, I did the embroidery machine last week, which was a, like, really kind of slow paced. Um, I figure everything has been really high tech up until now, so I wanted to slow it down last week. Um, and even before that was like the cricket machine. I made a t-shirt and that was great. But um, I think people really love the Glowforge. Something about lasers. Um, so I'm going to jump back on the Glowforge this week and I'm going to make some really cute artistic coasters. Um, I'm going to do a couple different patterns and kind of just show people um, how they can cut wood out of, um, like, cut designs out of wood, not just engraving, but actually cutting with the Glowforge. Um, so I think people are going to get a lot out of it. Cool. That is awesome. The Glowforge yeah. is surprisingly uh, easy to use for being such a big, complicated machine. It is. Once you get the, like, the hang of what you need to do, like, everything has pretty much the same process. So it's really simple. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, Marla. We have to start showing. Maybe we'll start linking, like, pictures to what we make. Sure. You guys ready to get into some conspiracy theories? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get into a little, uh, a little connect the dots, a little stay woke. Uh, what fun is the internet without some conspiracy theories? I think... Uh, how about, again, Marla, if you want to go first here, uh, All right. this was interesting. I actually changed my original Connect the Dots segment to this new article that I found today. So it has been found by some scientists in Australia. Um, it's published. They published it in the Journal of Anatomy that uh, humans are evolving right but it's a little more than that um so there's microevolution. um it's called so they say that humans are evolving faster now than we have at any point in the past 250 years so the evidence is that um babies being born in recent years have fewer teeth smaller faces and a weird extra artery. So it's microevolution. We're being born without wisdom teeth. Um, They're also finding that they're being born with extra bones in their legs and feet compared to people born in the 20th century, you know, the 1900s. Um, We also have an artery. So there's this weird artery that we have when we're in the womb And it normally goes away and it's replaced with um, our radial artery in our arm. But it turns out that one in three babies being born are actually keeping those medial arteries 
and it's increasing blood flow to the hands. So my conspiracy theory here is that somehow, some way, nature realizes that we're just getting rid of wisdom teeth anyways. So they're like, hey, we're not giving you wisdom teeth anymore. And the medial artery in your hand, because so many people have issues with carpal tunnel, and I don't know about you guys, but, like, I have carpal tunnel, and I'm only 29, and, like, I know a lot of my peers already have carpal tunnel because we use technology so much, um, and so we're getting it younger and younger. So this medial artery increases blood flow to the hands, and I think that could cut down on carpal tunnel. Oh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as far as, as all of these, all of these uh, evolutions, micro, macro, I just got to say, I'm all for it. You know, I had to have my wisdom teeth removed when I was like a teenager, and man, that sucked. <laughs> would have been so much easier if I just didn't have them to begin with. Uh, I, um, so. I have wisdom teeth. Do you? I, yeah, and they've never caused me a problem. So I don't need, I don't need them removed. I've never gotten them removed because they've never, they hurt when they came in, just like a normal tooth would hurt coming in. And then once they were in, they didn't hurt anymore. And my teeth are fine. They're not like all weird and crooked. I've never had braces. Um, I just, they've never caused me issues, so I never needed them removed. Yeah. Well, I had to get mine out because my teeth were starting to, they were going to get crowded. Like, yeah. And I do have, I do have like a few that like overlap a little bit and it was because they were getting pushed. So like I didn't have enough room. So they had to take the teeth, the teeth out. And, and, you know, and while we're at it, can we stop being born with these append, appendixes, appendices? <laughs> uh, like that's one of those things, right? Isn't that's like evolving itself away? Um, yeah, tonsils so too. Tonsils, you know, we just are gonna take these things out. Actually, I still have my tonsils. I never had to get those out. Um, well, I was born without wisdom teeth, so I guess I'm advanced what? model. Um, wow, Sarah. Oh, I don't have them. Yeah, my mom doesn't have them either. What? You know what this is? This is just classic millennials you know <laughs> just being born with that they, they, you know they don't have to go get the teeth out like we used to do they always have it so millennials easy. killing this week <laughs> exactly exactly only conservatives get their wisdom teeth taken out like <laughs> <laughs> oh, in all well, honesty is, though in all honesty, um, the researchers say that the reason we're being born without wisdom teeth is probably because um, now that we have fire, obviously, um, and different methods of cooking food, food has become softer and we just don't need and more tender um, and we just don't need as many teeth to eat the food. So probably not because we're removing it, like my conspiracy theory. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. So mine, uh, this is a classic. This is a, another classic conspiracy theory. Um, the JFK assassination. That's, I'm going old school. And what I want to talk about here is this is a, a theory that I'm surprised hasn't become more popular, although I have an idea about why it's not more popular. And it's basically the theory that there wasn't like a, a a second gunman or anything like that, but that what explains the the irregularities in the JFK assassination is that one of the one of the one of the bullets came from uh, an accidental firing of the gun by a Secret Service person in the in a car that was behind uh, JFK. There is a, a a book published about about this uh, back in the early 90s, a mortal error. And it was where, you know, a forensics guy was studying um, and came up with this theory that actually makes like a great deal of sense. And as far as I know, um, has still not been conclusively disproven, which is that um, it was just it was just an accident. And the reason I, I 
chose this uh, topic uh, to do on the Halloween episode is because I think this whole JFK assassination, I don't think we really reckoned with just how like horrific that event was. Um, it just kind of bothers me that, that, that that's such a uh, thing in like popular culture that like everyone has seen it. Everyone has just seen this incredibly graphic public murder, you know, and like obsessed over the footage and not just like these days, but when it happened, like it was just all over, it was covered everywhere. I think it was like Life Magazine published like a pictorial of like every frame of the Zapruder film, like in like a picture book. And it's just the most like horrific thing ever. And everybody saw it. And I don't think we give credit to just how like horrific that was. But anyway, this theory that it, the, the accidental bullet theory basically uh, makes a whole lot of sense. Um, and I think that it just doesn't get any traction because that's not exciting enough for people. It's like more fun for people to theorize about conspiracies and Russians and the CIA and all this stuff than rather it just might have just been a tragic accident uh, that, that, that made things so wacky. I don't know. What did you guys think about that? That's interesting. You know, I think you're right when you say that we should probably look at that whole moment with a lot more caution instead of the proliferation of that image was kind of damaging to our psyches. I mean, I, I read an article once in, in college about how um, theorizing that the reason the, the spike in violence in the 60s and 70s and 80s is because of the proliferation of that image because so many people were desensitized to something so horrific at such a young age like watching that on tv when you're 10 years old uh you grow up kind of you know it, it made an impression on america in a different way than we usually think of being like oh i remember where i was when kennedy was assassinated but um we don't think about how watching someone get their brain literally shot out of their head it can have an effect on you, especially someone of authority. It's really terrifying. It was. It's so, it's just, it's so graphic. And um, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I found out recently that sent a chill through my spine. <laughs> huh? I, I have the same birthday as Lee Harvey Oswald. We were born on the same day. In oh, October. I think you mentioned ooh. this the other day. <laughs> That's so yeah, weird. I, I found that out and I was like, ooh, like, uh, right? Wrote a book called Libra about him. I haven't read it yet, but I would really like to. I think that book kind of purports its own conspiracy theory that like the CIA contracted um, Lee Harvey Oswald to do it instead of pinning it on him afterwards. But you know, that's yeah. just a book. There's a lot oh, of conspiracy sure. theories on that. I mean, of course, this is like one of the most uh, all-time conspiracy theories. But um, if you read more about this, this particular theory from this book, um, it's, it's, it's almost like it can't be refuted. It's just that nobody believes it. So it's kind of a conspiracy theory, but the conspiracy would be that there was no conspiracy, I guess. Um, so I, I don't know, I, find, I found that interesting. Now you have an even bigger, perhaps all-important, conspiracy theory sarah do you want to tell us about yours yes i do okay i don't know if you guys have ever heard of the name anunnaki but um if you've been hanging around the joe rogan podcast you, you might have heard this uh, <laughs> basically there's this theory um and the article that i have linked here discredits it because it's a it's an academic article like you know, vetted by the Ohio State University, whatever. Um, but the theory is that there is this planet in our solar system that only comes into, that only reaches the inner solar system every like 4,000 years or something like that, um, run by an alien race called the Anunnaki, who came to Earth about 450,000 years ago looking for minerals um, in Africa and decided to 
combine their genes with Homo erectus to um, create a slave race resulting in Homo sapiens. So basically, the theory is that we have these alien overlords who are um, in control of this planet, responsible for our very existence, and um, calling the shots uh, in a lot of big ways. Now, the, this article kind of discredits that uh, because the main guy who um, goes around preaching this Anunnaki stuff uh, is going off of these like ancient texts, these like ancient tablets, and he's interpreting them a certain way. The article we have here is saying that he's interpreting them um, incorrectly. And while that's all like, you know, academic science and blah, blah, blah. I say in this instance, we ignore the academics and we thank God for the Anunnaki because um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but it seems like the U.S. government is hinting at the fact that aliens are real, um, UFOs are real, and uh, we know about them. And I would much rather there be a supreme race of aliens overlords protecting us than there be uh, just hostile aliens out there inching closer and closer to our planet. Anunnaki, please save us from whatever is out there. I uh, present this podcast to you as a cry of help. I would rather deal with them who have been around for hundreds of thousands of years and have not heard us <laughs> than uh, other aliens. So this is my conspiracy theory. The Anunnaki are real and they're protecting us. Um, <laughs> thank you and good night. Uh... I think uh, I'll give you my my take on this. I wow. while I do, is that your take, Marla? Just wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I learned a lot, and I'm also very confused. <laughs> At the same time. Welcome to my brain, Marla. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> well, here's what here's what I have to say about this. I I do I do appreciate that this out of all of the like alien overlord conspiracies, I I like that this one it just feels a little more innocent than most of those, um, rather than rather than you know like the ones that say that there's like you know secret races of reptile people that are ruling you know like this is a lot more like fun than that this is a lot more a kind of a light-hearted uh conspiracy theory involving uh mankind's alien origins <laughs> or whatever so i do appreciate that um and then on the other so there's kind of like two two competing uh thoughts on 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 the whole aliens and ufos thing so yeah on the one hand I find it easy to get sort of taken by the uh, the things that you mentioned about how, like, recently the government has released some documents and things about UFOs, and people are taking that to be like, wow, look, they finally are, like, acknowledging UFOs and aliens and all of that. And it's easy to be like, wow, hey, look, there's really some stuff out there. Um, but then on the on the other hand, I think it was maybe – Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I know is like a huge buzzkill when it comes to these things. <laughs> He's maybe the biggest buzzkill on the internet, but I, I tend to believe him when he says things like, yeah, they've, they've released these footage of, of UFOs, but that literally just means UFO. It means it's unidentified. So to say that it's aliens is just as silly as like, it could, I mean, it could be literally anything else. We just don't know. And it, Aliens, sort of. Mike. <laughs> like, it could be aliens, it could be anything. So it's probably not aliens. I think, I think in the end, uh, this is just another example um, of just people think about this stuff because we can't just maybe everything is here just because it just happened. You know, maybe it just happened. <laughs> we don't have to like um, endlessly speculate about mysterious causes things it might it might have just happened this way um every all of these things from 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 
you know, from Seth like decided on a conspiracy theory sec- segment. <laughs> Big rap well, I mean, conspiracy go- theory segment is like, eh, maybe it's just this way. <laughs> what? Well, maybe, maybe so. You know, uh, I think that we just we do from like from like Velikovsky up to like today's people who argue that that our our life is a simulation. It all stems from that need to not just believe that actually it just happened this way. <laughs> this is all just a coincidence. Um, that's what I think. But <laughs> but, uh, you know. The truth is out there. The truth is out. Did you just X-Files us? (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot of fun. Good Wikipedia talk. Good uh, conspiracy talk. Um, A fun time for Halloween. Um, I guess that's... uh, We can can end things here. Um, And... Rest assured, we'll be back in another couple weeks with some some more fun tech talk. And, of course, until then, Sarah. Oh, um, aliens are out there. Believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that in itself is so enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Marla. Goodbye and fill out your census. I'm sick of hearing about it. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about it. <laughs> I did not expect a promo for the census here. Um, <laughs> it's Halloween. What's it is Halloween. Scary. And uh, so we'll see you all next time. And remember, folks, the best interface is no interface. Ooh, good one. Can nice. you say that like a trip keeper? <laughs>